more to-do lists. I have plenty of to-do lists. I have to-do lists on my phone. I have to-do lists on lots of little sticky paper. I have to-do lists on regular white paper, lots of bullet points. I have to-do lists up here, which really is not a good, safe to-do list place. So I don't really need another to-do list. That being said, what I'm talking about today, good news, great joy, all people, is actually a fabulous to-do list. I tend to be skeptical of late-night infomercials, and you're probably like me, many of you are, and the reason I'm skeptical, well, I can't even say anymore I'm really skeptical, now they're just entertaining. If I happen to catch one late at night, there's this very enthusiastic spokesperson who's very, I mean, I thought I used my hands a lot, you know, being Italian, but there's very enthusiastic um, a spokesperson, and oftentimes they have a guest, right? And they are so enthusiastic that the poor guest is like, okay, if I don't agree, or if I don't get on board with this, like, you know, I, I need to get just as excited as you about whatever this new thing is. Right? All these lofty claims of whatever gizmo or gadget um, is being sold, uh, and all the bullet points that make this wonderfully fabulous state-of-the-art toaster oven or garden hose um, or, you know, a transformer-like ladder, that there's all these promises that um, how this thing is going to transform my life or or really contribute to my emotional well-being. Um, and I think it's the, the, the coins are a little bit loftier um, than really I could attribute to to one of these, to whatever new gadget or gizmo is being offered to me. And I sometimes think that, the reason I bring that up is that I sometimes think that about, um, you know, the, the birth narrative uh, of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, because that's where this comes from, good news, great joy, all people. It's what the angel that came to the shepherds, uh, it's what the angel said to the shepherds as they were, you know, making their, they're out in the, in the field, guiding their flock. It's the middle of the night. Um, and granted, it's not Christmas time right now. But what the angel says is sort of like a late night infomercial, right? Just think about it for a moment. I know it sounds kind of heretical and a little bit radical, but think about it for a minute. So here's this, here's these shepherds minding their own business, out in the field, taking care of their sheep, and an angel shows up. So, I think to put yourself in that position. What do you think, how might you react to that? Um, and so this angel shows up with these lofty claims, this lofty goal about this nondescript baby being born somewhere that's with all of these attributes uh, about this baby that nobody knows of, nobody's heard of, nobody's heard of his parents. But the angel says, the, the writer of the Gospel of Luke, you know, give these words to the angel. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. That's the checklist. Good news, great joy, all people. Got it. So what does that mean? Like, how does that really a checklist? Well, let's start with good news. What is good news? There's these 
unbelievable claims that the angels say to the shepherds about this one little baby. And all of these features going to be a savior and a messiah and the king of kings and, and just lots of, you know, about a baby. And not just a baby, but a baby born in a feeding trough. Right? In the Gospel of Luke, the birth narrative has, uh, the writer of the Gospel has Jesus uh, born in a stable, in a manger. And not, and not just, but in the manger is the feeding trough. So the angels give this list of features that, um, that this little baby is supposed to make good on. So if I'm a shepherd and I'm listening to this, one, I can't believe that an angel has come to me and all of us and tells me all about this child that's coming. Yeah, what am I as a shepherd? What do I do with that? Because I think, and again, sounds a little heretical, if I was a shepherd, I would probably be justified in making a hard pass. I think I would be justified in going, mm, that sounds a little outside my box of understanding. So I'm going to, thanks for sharing, and I'm moving on with my sheep. And the writer of the Gospel of Luke doesn't do that. Instead, the writer, you know, has the shepherd say, okay, we're in. And they move on their journey. And more than that, it's not that they just move on their journey, but they actually become very passionate pitchmen themselves. Like they become that very enthusiastic spokesperson of something that they know nothing about, a, a little baby that they don't really know anything about. So it's really just a fascinating, you know, it's, it, for me, it's just a really fascinating story that, that I can bring into the 21st century and look at it as my to-do list, my checklist. I don't really, I know I said I don't need any other checklist, and really I can get rid of most of them. But this is a like a mindfulness checklist, something that day-to-day, moment-to-moment, I can engage with. So let's take a look at the word good, right? Good news, great joy, all people. So let's look at the word good. Sometimes, well, if you look at, I'm a word nerd, so I always go to the etymology. I go to the basics of it. I go to the root of the word. And one of the very basic um, uh, definitions of good, you know, it means beneficial. It means desirable. It means complete. But when you keep, um, you know, down in the layers of it, it also means belonging together. Belonging together which I think is really quite a powerful statement when we think about the word, the phrase, good news. Because here's the thing about good news. It doesn't always feel comfortable. We've made it mean that, largely. You know, so what's the good news for the day? Meaning, tell me something that's happy and joy and uplifting and so that I'm comfortable and I, I don't, you know, it's going to make me, you know, feel peaceful. It's going to make me feel happy. It's going to make me feel some joy. Um, some comfort and, you know, engage with my well-being, which is all true. None of that's false. You know, that's all true. And I don't think it's quite complete. So if we look at the belonging together, because sometimes news that initially comes our way is uncomfortable, is painful, is some suffering. And yet it belongs with us. It belongs together with the, the, the news that we receive about other things that do have an uh, experience of comfort or happiness. For instance, 
so the news that you're losing your job when you haven't been willing to quit, but you knew you needed to, or retire, or change jobs, right? It doesn't, at first, it doesn't really look like or feel like what we typically refer to as good news. And yet, when we stay with it, when we when it belongs together, meaning I stay with it, I hold it, it becomes part of my experience, right? It leads me to, okay, this is an experience that leads me to, um, to those two feeling that peace, two feeling that comfort. It's the belonging together. So it's not leaving out. Good news doesn't have to only be what's happy and joy, like good food and good company and good music and good weather and good jokes and, and anything that kind of has positive, upbeat. Sometimes good news can be the death of a loved one after a very long, painful illness. But we wouldn't call it necessarily good news because we've kind of been habituated that good news is in this box where it's only about comfort and it's only, you know, there's no suffering in there. And yet, belonging together means that we take all of our life experience and it's good news because it, it ultimately is beneficial for us, right? The the feelings of, of you know, like I said, good food and good music and, and kind of that, you know, feel good and joy, joy, happy, happy, you know, is is more of a surface. And that's fine. I love all those things and I want those in my life. Um, and we often can use the word good um, pragmatically. We often have, you know, judge the good in terms of something, you know, its usefulness or if it makes me feel a certain way. You know, we have our little boxes. It's really about our meaning making. So good news is, again, I would just invite you back to think about, you know, news that comes our way and, and what does that mean in terms of belonging together? Because it doesn't always have to feel comfortable. You know, when we, when we recognize and say it belongs, meaning I can take it in and be with it and metabolize it and what does it mean for me, then it becomes, you know, there's a sense of together. You know, I'm not trying to always push away something. So it's just a little different way for me of looking at good news and news in general. Good news, great joy, all people. Checklist. So, good news. Next, great joy. Also, since I'm using scripture, that's typically you hear about around Christmas time, um, but really it's good news. It's good news and good information all year round. But the next one is great joy. That also comes, you know, like in this uh, scripture, great joy is also brought up in Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, when Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth and when Mary, you know, greets Elizabeth and um, Elizabeth, the baby that Elizabeth is carrying, you know, leaps for joy, right? There's this, uh, and then there's right after that is this Mary's song of praise in the Gospel of Luke. And she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God. So what does rejoice mean? And, and to rejoice in God. So remember, God is not something outside of us. God is principle, and we can rejoice in our use of principle. 
So we, right, we use God, God doesn't use us. So we can rejoice in how we use principle. That's part of that good news, right? Whatever news is coming my way, it belongs with me because it's part of life. It's life experience. So great joy then becomes, if I rejoice in God, rejoice in principle, it's how am I using principle, which then is how am I coming to this experience, right? So it's not Christmas right now, so I'm not going to say how are we coming to this season, which I would ask if it was Christmas time, but rather how am I coming to this experience, right? I receive news that's uncomfortable. I have bumps in my relationships, right? I don't know about you, but sometimes I bump heads with people. I may have difficulty in my job. I'm tired of the pandemic. There's illness in my life. There's, um, you know, challenges financially. And my question, the great joy, what is great joy? The first step is how am I coming to this experience? And whatever that answer is, is perfectly fine. Whatever that answer is, is the good news. Because once I know it, once I'm aware, then I know what to do with it. Then I can, then I can see where where I need healing. Then I can, then I can see where therein lies the direction of my self compassion. Right. So let's go back to the shepherds. Right. So this angel comes, and they're like, mm, okay, you know, could have taken a pass on it and go, yeah, I don't think so. But the writer has them say yes to something they can't understand or know, and probably a little unnerving. Um, and now imagine that they've shown up at the manger. How did they come to that experience? I'm going to guess in a lot of different ways. They probably showed up angry, tired, lonely, hungry, grateful, relieved, curious, a little afraid. I mean, the, how they came, how the shepherds came to the manger is could be in a lot of different ways. So the great joy is asking myself, how am I coming to this experience? Because joy is not, for me, joy is not always woohoo, like woohoo, party up, right? That enthusiastic, that zeal, that's not always joy. Sometimes joy is quiet. Sometimes joy is more contemplative. Right? Think of joy as peace dancing. Well, dancing takes a lot of forms, right? Could be a slow dance, could be a waltz, or it could be really fast. Something that's, you know, um, you know, do some merengue, right? Or flamenco dancing or anything that's fast because dancing takes a lot of different faces as well and different energy and different movement. So great joy is just is asking myself, how am I coming to this experience that I'm having? Like there's good news, right? There's news that's come my way. I sit with it. If it's news that's really uplifting, that's inspiring, that's exciting, then I get even more energized. I get more inspired. So how am I coming to that experience? Am I coming to that experience really fully expressed? Am I coming to that experience really on fire, you know, fully charged? If it's news that, that has come to me that where I'm distraught, or I'm sad, or I'm angry, or I'm frustrated, or I'm confused, or irritated. How am I coming to that experience? It's all good news because it all belongs together. 
It all belongs with me because it's my experience. So the great joy really becomes how am I showing up? How do I come to and approach this good news? How do I welcome it into? How do I bring it to life, right? Thinking of when Mary greeted Elizabeth and the child leaps for joy. So what, what's going on inside me? That's great joy. Again, knowing that joy takes a lot of different, a lot of different forms. It's not always this, you know, leaping for joy. You have a lot of phrases around joy, but it, think of it also as aliveness. Like, you know, where is this on my aliveness spectrum? You know, the joy that's spoken of that's so, so prevalent in the life and, and teachings of Jesus is, is something that's perennial. It doesn't go away, ever. Ever. It's immutable. It's eternal. And it's internal. And no one can take it. Right? There's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is something that comes and goes. Joy is, is unspeelable, eternal, internal. It's like when a friend sits down and stays. It's laughing when everything else is hit the fan. So it's not about feeling any pressure to be happy, but rather to take the invitation of how am I coming, how am I arriving at this experience? I think about the, the shepherds, how am I arriving? Good news, great joy, all people. So all people, to me, means all people. Really, 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 no kidding. And that is a tall order for me, all people. Often we hear people say, you know, well, you know, some people are hard to love, you know, or I do try to love everybody. You know, I do have love. I do see the Christ in all. I'm, I don't always, I confess, I admit it, and hopefully I'm not alone in this, but I struggle some days, right? I, I struggle some days a lot and some days not so much. But the light piece, I think about, you know, I think sometimes we talk about love kind of easily, but imagine, think about it this way. Who, who do I like or who don't I like in my life? And if I look at who I don't like, they're part of all people, right? And kind of bring them into the manger, into, you know, the trough. Um, and it can be really hard these days because there's a lot of divisiveness. There's a lot of things I just want to ignore. I don't want to pay attention to. I don't want to be upset. I don't want to be disturbed. I, I'm tired of violence. Um, I'm tired of craziness, right? But 2,000 years after that first angelic infomercial, um, we, do, we still seek to perpetuate these teachings. We still wrestle with reality. So we have to decide every day. That's why I call this checklist this kind of, you know, mindfulness checklist and something that's day to day and moment to moment. You know, when some news, something new, news, you know, enters my, into my radar screen, into my consciousness, whether I'm alone or with other people, you know, it's, it is good news because it does belong with me. It doesn't mean I take it on. It doesn't mean I believe it. It doesn't mean I, but it's, it's, whether it triggers something that's uplifting and inspiring and, you know, I'm grateful, or it triggers something 
you know, much more uncomfortable, something, you know, disturbing even. It still belongs with me because it has given me uh, awareness of what's alive in me. That's the great joy. What's alive in me? How am I coming to this experience of what's in front of me? So all of this, the good news, the great joy, is for all people. So today, look for direct, very tangible ways to bring news that is has the energy and the essence of belonging together. It doesn't mean don't bring news that someone may, you know, feel sadness when they hear it or feel anger, but infuse it with the compassion, infuse it with the belonging together. Right? That's how, that's, that's our, what we're wanting to do when there's tension, when we're in conflict, when we just want someone to go away. Right? The people I don't like, they just need to go away. And the great joy, how am I coming to this experience? And to do that process with all people. It's not meant to be a checklist to shame and blame yourself if you think you fall short. It's just a short checklist to help move through moments to moment to moment every day. Good news, great joy, all people. So let's take that idea into meditation. And if you're